Hey everyone, welcome to the Heartway Podcast. I hope you've had a chance to check out uh, some of our previous episodes. Today is episode 10, and I'm going to share with you again uh, a little of my story, uh, like I did several episodes ago, but this is a new story this time. And we're going to address some the issue of grief. So... Those of you who really know me know that, uh, know some details, uh, about my life. And so, um, today the podcast is, uh, a little bit more serious than some of the other podcasts we've done. Uh, and so if you know me, you know that my mother passed away several years ago. Uh, during a low risk surgery after a single car accident. I can remember uh, during that time serving an uh, Awana Bible program in a regular Wednesday evening at a church that I was serving at in Longview. Uh, when I get a call from my uh, erratic stepfather who was so upset that I couldn't understand that anything that he was saying, all I could hear was that my mother was in a car wreck and that she had been life flighted to a hospital. And <clears throat> I couldn't understand the details for the life of me. I eventually talked with someone else who got me the details of the hospital and told me that my mother was, was stable. And so we immediately uh, left and, and drove those four hours uh, to the hospital where she was at. And um, we brought along, my wife and I, we brought along our daughter who was just a baby at the time. And by the time we got there to the hospital, it was nearly midnight. And we were told that we could not come in, even though uh, we knew some people who were already in there, like my stepfather, uh, who had a couple others who were who were close to him, who were, who were helping him uh, because he was... He was still erratic and had some PTSD uh, from being a, a veteran. And so um, he had a couple people close to him helping him through this situation. Well, God eventually softened the hospital employee's heart to let us into the waiting room with everyone else. We could not only visit my mom, uh, we could only visit my mom periodically and the intensive care unit. Uh, I remember what my mother looked like. Uh, not great, not as bad as I thought she would. Uh, I remember that she was in a lot of pain, that she could hardly move. And I saw her and I wasn't sure what to say when I saw her. Um, she eventually told me that she loved me and that she could see Christ in me. And she told me that before I was born, that if God blessed her with a child, that she would let God use that child. So she let God use me. And that was the first time that I had ever heard this. And she, I was just so glad that she told me then at that time, uh, it was God's timing. It was good timing. I remember the doctors weren't concerned uh, when I was at the hospital about much else other than stabilizing her blood pressure and um, 
us getting her her glasses from home her vision was was really bad so we got my mom's blood pressure medicine and her glasses from home i remember asking doctor after doctor questions about my mother they couldn't say much but they assured me that that everything was routine they eventually had to do a surgery to straighten out her spine and the surgeons had apparently done a couple of these already that day before getting to my mother they came and they were ready to take her back immediately as soon as as soon as they came uh my mom was was kind of surprised uh see before they came she was uh She she had a procedure done that night before um where they were trying to stabilize her blood pressure and she thought that was the surgery and so um she she was in a lot of pain that night and said that um she was she was ready to die uh cuz the pain was so bad and when they came back uh, and they came to take her for the surgery um she immediately she immediately vomited and i told her that uh, as they were bringing her back um that she that we'd be waiting for her, that we loved her that we were praying for her and they they last time i saw her you know alive they were bringing her back to the surgery room uh, while she was covered in vomit and during the multiple hour surgery my wife and i were getting something from the hotel cafeteria when we heard an intercom message asking for the family of my mother to meet back in the waiting room. Uh, we made it there and as soon as I saw the nurse I knew something was wrong. Uh, they brought us into a small room. Surgeons were there too. They told us my mom had passed away early on in the surgery and they had done CPR for like 45 minutes and they didn't know what had happened. They were they were shocked. and it was through an autopsy that it was found that the cause of death was that my mom's spinal cord had been severed and i remember you know all this and i remember seeing my mom's uh, dead body there on a hospital bed i remember going through some documents before leaving the hospital i remember calling some people and telling them what had happened i can remember uh getting back to where we were staying that night which was my in-laws house and crying there with my wife and I'm not someone who who cries but I was crying and and I can remember someone walking in and seeing me crying and and walking away crying I remember being sad uh we did the funeral I read the eulogy and we buried my mom in a cemetery nearly an hour away I wept. I went through old pictures while creating my mother's PowerPoint slides for the funeral. I wrote the eulogy. I went to the funeral and I grieved. And all these things helped me to grieve. Uh grieving didn't stop immediately, but I eventually went through the grieving process and moved on with a positive memory of my mother. And I and I love my mother and I'm glad I had the time with her that I did and I'm I'm glad that she was my mother. I have met others since that time that never really have finished grieving something or they're constantly re-entering a state of grieving after a loss. Uh so if you are grieving, constantly re-entering a state of grieving or interested in helping someone who is grieving, then this next part of the podcast is for you. 
I am sure that those of you listening today have faced losses in your lives. According to the book, The Gospel for Disordered Lives, grief is both complex and unpredictable. It may or may not follow observed stages. For instance, um, Elizabeth Kulber Ross proposed the stages of denial, bargaining, anger, depression, and acceptance is a typical progression through grief, but not every grieving person follows this process. For me, grieving followed a process, but it isn't like this for everyone. So uh, what is important in grieving is not to continually deny the loss or procrastinate dealing with grief or um, encounter more severe or drawn out grief than what's typically appropriate. Um, It's important to make sure um, that we're not doing that, that we... um, get through the grieving in a a healthy way as healthy as we can um in the and also in the book the gospel for disordered disordered lives it's written a myriad of presentations of grief are typical yet often unexpected alongside sadness might come feelings of despair or hopelessness of numbness or emptiness a grieving person might find it hard to focus on mundane, everyday tasks. What used to be automatic is no longer. You might have lapses in memory, particularly short-term memory, or experience nightmares or flashbacks centered on the loss. You might experience changes in sleeping or eating patterns, or in how much you want to talk or interact with others. The physical stress from grief might bring exhaustion, headaches, or even illnesses from a weakened body. Grief is a whole person experience, not just an outwardly expressed behavior. This is especially true for children who might uh, experience more than physical symptoms like stomach aches or developmental regressions uh, than emotional or cognitive struggles. Uh, It's important that you know that grief is normal. Uh, It's important that you know that God grieves. In Genesis 6, God was grieved over the wickedness of man. He was grieved over the evil in man's heart. God had even regretted making people. Jesus grieved over the death of Lazarus. In Isaiah 53, verses 3 through 5, we can see God's response to our grief. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of suffering who knew what sickness was. He was like someone people turned away from. He was despised and we didn't value him, yet he himself bore our sicknesses and he carried our pains. But we in turn regarded him stricken, struck down by God and afflicted. But he was pierced because of our transgressions, crushed because of our iniquities, punishment for our peace was on him and we are healed by his wounds you see christ carried our pains and he carries our griefs remember that grief isn't eternal we can see that in revelation 21 4 that he will wipe away every tear and grief will exist no longer grief will no longer exist because sin will be done away with when we are in heaven. In Romans 8, it is clear that God 
feels our grief while envisioning the joy to come. And we can do the same. And we should take comfort in that, that God feels our grief. He has experienced grief and he cares deeply for you. However, while grieving is completely normal and good, it is important that we aren't expressing our grief in a sinful way, such as internal bitterness or externally lashing out at others. So, for instance, being jealous of those who have something that you don't, such as uh, a parent who's still living or a child, um, it's this is sinful and it results in bitterness Um, lashing out at others can be as obvious as yelling or as inconspicuous as manipulating others if you are expressing your grief in these ways repent of those sins and ask God for help also make sure your thoughts are true and not false challenge any thinking that leads to these sinful expressions of guilt Sometimes in dealing with grief, we need to look outward. Today's philosophies can be all about us and looking internally and taking care of us, but sometimes the best way to do this is to look outward and minister to others out of our grief and suffering. So what are, what are some things that you can practically do in times of grief or say to help others in times of grief? Uh, you can share this with them in other words. Number one, pray, meditate, and journal, looking at passages in the Bible on grief. Number two, write a psalm that focuses on lament and worship. Pray the psalm back to God. Number three, preserve helpful memories. Maybe create a a memory book or write a memorial tribute. Number four, share the loss with someone openly and transparently. Maybe a very close friend or a counselor, and this will help lessen that feeling of isolation. Number five, keep track of your grief in a journal. Uh, Note your expressions of grief uh, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. If you are helping someone who is grieving, you should always listen and not necessarily even need to say anything. Don't make it try to seem like you know how they feel. They don't usually want that. I hope this podcast has been helpful to you. We are here to help if you need us. This is a Heartway podcast where we help with issues at the source.